to another exciting episode of Best of Five. I'm Efren. This is Mike. And these other two gentlemen over here on the other side of the internet, Steve and John, along with Mike, were all at Combo Breaker this past weekend. Damn, I have a picture of it. You jerks. You took a selfie with these other dudes. and Yeah, we had our annual Best of Five dinner, and two of the five weren't even there. What the hell? We saved the spot, and, and we had an iPad that we were just going to FaceTime and tape it to a chair, but then we didn't. Yeah. You know, that was work, and, you know, we, I didn't want to do work. No, we, we were do enough of that here. Elon, did you get an invitation? That. He's shaking his head no, and he looks Elon's as disappointed was, as I am. Okay, Efren, well, your invitation was lost in the mail. Elon, yours was actually lost in the mail. <laughs> and we ordered food for Elon and just had it sit there. Yeah, no, that happened. As per his request. Yeah. Let's do a recap, guys. <laughs> we really have to. Um, yeah, so Steve got the spaghetti and meatballs, and then I got... <laughs> I didn't mean recap for the dinner, you jerk. Yeah. Damn, dude. Donka had the kebab, which was surprisingly large. I it didn't expect it big. to be that much food. Yeah. And I had a, a panini. Big plates. Big plate, huh? Yeah, you got part of the big plate club. That's uh, that's a club that you're not going to be a member of because you weren't there. Are you part of the finish your food club? Clean your plate club. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What? Who? Which? Funny which story. We'll people? save it for later. Yeah, we'll talk but about before that we later. before we get into the recap, can we have Alon explain the new uh, the new games you can play with our faces? Because he briefly said something about it before the show started just now, and I'm very intrigued. Yeah. and I want the world to know about it. Elon gets so bored over there, just switching between our ugly <laughs> mugs, that he's like, "Can I just add a fun element to the show so that there's some joy brought to our audience?" Yeah. Hi. Hey, Elon. Uh, my name is Elon. Your so, voice, your voice got a little deeper there, Elon. How you it doing? Did. I'm talking to, to impress everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm uh, impressed. So I get really bored switching the show, so I wanted something to do. Mm-hmm. So I put a little arcade machine right underneath the stream mm-hmm. where you can play either as Jetpack Baby John or <laughs> as a jumping Steve Ace King offsuit face. And then... uh. And then the high scores get recorded, and we'll throw, like, a handshake to whoever gets the high score at the end of the month or something. Ooh. I can't... I've never seen any of the tomato throws or any of these stupid games that are not stupid. They're great. Um, but I, And I really want to. I don't... But I guess I'd have to throw shit at myself in order to see. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> that's cool. The winner will get one of these. <laughs> one of the twins? <laughs> oh, God. All right, let's, let's just do the recap. recap. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, what? Combo Breaker this weekend consumed a lot of our attention, hearts, minds, uh, and we have a recap. Here we go. Yeah. Steve? Yeah. There were one or two big tournaments there, um, or 17, you know. <laughs> 19 games officially, 17 hey, with I'm over 100 here. entries. So pretty much every game that was there was a big tournament uh but we're gonna start it off with injustice this was the first event of the injustice 2 pro here it is shout out to (laughs) sempizi and i believe cyanide also during the countdown uh sub so y'all are the best double claps thank you both you guys um but let's take a look at that uh, Injustice 2 result screen because you know who's going to be on top. <gasps> what? 
Not Sonic Fox. He got third, got knocked out in losers finals by uh, DR Gross. But it is Tweety, the man taking the top spot this weekend. Uh, you see, there was a it was a very strong international presence. Obviously, uh, the Canada boys were out there. Gun Show, Biohazard, Honeybee. Uh, you had uh, Nivik coming all the way out from Greece. Uh, this was a really, really big weekend for the NRS scene because not only did you have Injustice 2 running there, uh, but you had Mortal Kombat X and Mortal Kombat 9. Both of those tournaments uh, with big turnouts as well. So uh, congratulations to Tweety for picking up his first ever uh, win at an Injustice Pro Series event. Mm-hmm. Let's take it over to the Tekken tournament, which was insane. There were upsets aplenty going on. Uh, but the man at the top might be the best player of the planet right now. Knee with his third master event win of the season already. Uh, taking it over John Ding. Uh, you see six Koreans in top eight. JDCR, not one of them. Uh, he got knocked into loser's bracket by uh, Joey Fury, who had himself a weekend. And you, uh, then uh, Saint knocked him out to get into top eight on the loser side. Uh, you also had Kudans get knocked in, get eliminated by Trungi. So some pretty big results for our American players, uh, even though they didn't quite get there in the end. Uh, but let's take a look at the global standings after Combo Breaker for the Tekken World Tour. And you see Knee crossing the 1,000-point threshold. Anakin remaining in the top 10. Uh, Trungi getting up into the top 25 as well with his top 8 performance. If you hit 1,000, does that mean you've crossed it? Thousand point threshold, I guess, right? Wouldn't it be a thousand and one? I don't do math. I, 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 you know what? It's close enough. I, he, he's gonna get a point between now and the end of the season. He'll probably get at least one. So he hasn't officially mathematically clinched a spot yet, but he's pretty damn close. Um, is just he's just playing some ridiculous Tekken right now. I heard it was some good ass Tekken. It was some good ass Tekken all the way through. Um, I, I was actually tied up with uh, watching Tekken to cover for the for the website, uh, so I didn't get to watch a lot of the other things on Sunday. But man, there was ridiculous stuff on stream and off stream all weekend. Uh, so in our chat, people are pointing out that Saint has six 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 points, and that seems ironic on some level. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, let's take it over to the event that usually ends uh, major tournaments, but not this time. Street Fighter V. Uh, NL. UYUNL is your champion taking over Sien in grand finals. Uh, Infiltration in third. That set between Sien and Infiltration was absolutely ridiculous. That, that mix-up in the corner um, if you saw the set, you know which one I'm talking about. You're talking about when he, when Shen hit the hit a button to make Ibuki's animation cause her to go under in a different way, like an all ST style. I, I think so. It was like during that comeback when he was down 0-2, yeah. it was like the last game of that set. That that corner mix-up. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. So a lot of Ibuki players will have like one V trigger mix-up. They go in between, and you know they have a left or a right off of it. And so it's a good mix-up, but Chan seemed like he had 100. 
and like he did a different V trigger mix up every round, and I think that really threw off Infiltration because they basically all hit. Yeah. Yeah. He was like 100 for 100. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, you see a lot of names in the uh, top eight. You see zero Americans. Uh, Knuckle do the only one to crack top 12. You had MenRD as well in there uh, for the continent. Uh, and then you also had Chris T. Good weekend for him making top 16. Uh, Europe had a strong uh, showing on Saturday. Didn't quite get to the last stages, but you had four Europeans uh, make top 24. So, including Salty Kid, a guy who is really on the come up. So watch out for him um, the rest of the year. I mean, what this what this leaderboard tells to me is that in season three, no one except Infiltration is invincible. I mean, only Infiltration has been able to consistently make the top eight every single time. But Fujimura, who we were saying, is he the best player in the world? You know, not in the top 16. He sucks now. He sucks now. He's <laughs> not bad. Not in the top 32. He's bad at the game. Yeah. It's crazy, right? No. Like, I mean, it's just... It's just they're the, the level... We were talking about this right before the show. The level of play and the way the premieres attract players is so insane now that almost everyone in like the top 128 is someone that you would have considered, you know, a top top player at one point. And at this, at that just that doesn't put you in the top 100 now mm-hmm. at a tournament like Combo Breaker. Being being good is not enough to even make it out of your pool anymore. Uh, John, how, how, where did you place? I got a uh, 65th. Out of a so, shit ton. Well, yeah, it was close to 700, right? And, um, you know, uh, like I'm, I'm by no means, you know, that top, even top 16, top 32, which I used to be like, you know, regular in Street Fighter 4. And the whole expectation of getting there has, at least in my own personal world, obviously, completely changed. And the way you look at competition in this game overall, and I think that this kind of escapes just even my own personal experience and goes out into the overall realm of, of everyone competing. It's like, you are not guaranteed shit in this game because one, yes, it is so volatile. Uh, the smallest mistake can cost you. And we're seeing that here. Um, and even those like knuckle Dew, like Tokido that normally get top eight pretty regularly. And you, you know, those are the guys you're still going to put in as like your, your favorite to win the whole thing. If you have to guess, um, you know, even in this tournament, didn't make top eight. It's it's crazy how volatile this game tends to be. And I don't say that to say that it's random. I say it to say it's like it's hard to be consistent. And and we're seeing we're seeing that. And I think it makes it exciting. It's not to the point where just random scrub thirty seven is winning. You know, every other tournament or whatever. It's it's like these top tiers are really getting shuffled around at this point. Um, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I know we had a. Uh, Fujimura last week we're talking about maybe this guy just took the best spot in the world and this week not even in the top uh, 32 I don't think so it's like it's really exciting every time and hard to predict yeah and uh, John didn't mention it but he did beat the best uh, what people were saying was the best Vega player in the world M Lizard also known as Tourniquet mm-hmm. he was mad I got I got some hate mail um, my friend <laughs> really? Marco who's local here well not hate mail um, I hate tweet or two. And then, like, someone in the chat just said I screwed up their uh, fantasy bracket. But, um, yeah, and then... Uh, <laughs> that makes John the strongest and, uh, reptilian fighter, right? The Velocal oh, Raptor beat the much. lizard. So John is the king of dinosaurs now. <laughs> yeah. Also, John didn't that's, mess that's up your bracket. Your bracket was whack because you didn't have John winning. Anyway, so... But people are seizing Vega? What? 
People are still using Vega? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, the uh, Reddit, the Street Fighter Reddit sent M. Lizard to get dominated <laughs> by, by John. By John. <laughs> so I can thought I that say, was sick. Can I say how that that I loved that. That really made me so though. happy. Yeah, I came off of losing really bad to Fudo on stream. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's expected. I wish I would have at least taken a round, though. And I kind of mosey back to my pool area, right? And I'm kind of like moping around a little bit, waiting for my losers match. And then I look up and I hear this this guy that I've never met before in real life just yelling and running at me with this enthusiasm and his hands above his head. And it takes me a second. I realize it's Steve. It's, it's the first time I've ever <laughs> met Steve in real life. And he's got so much excitement contrasting against my little like pity party that I'm having for myself internally. And he becomes like my cheerleader for the next two matches where I'm playing this Ibuki player and then go and sit down and play Lizard. And uh, in the first game against Lizard, he bodied me. I was I had no control over the space. He would just get in at the right times and then maul me. Um, and then I, it was like looking bad. But Steve was right there with me and still cheering anytime I did something good. Um, and then I was able to turn it around the second game. And then the third one, I was down by a lot in in the the last round, but was able to bring it back with with a with a comeback. Um, and freaking Steve right there the whole time. It was his spirit bomb energy right behind me that I think uh, got us through. But thank you, Steve. That was it was perfect. <laughs> Much appreciated. By the way, thank you for that. Uh, I just got banned from our Street Fighter. For that. So, thank it was an interesting week. I mean, just like talking about tier lists was an interesting weekend because we did have two low tiers show up in top eight, right? You have Jury and you have Bonchan's Nash. We, we, we have... So, oh, we'll get to the character usage here in a second. However, it's also to note that both of those players used different characters for other matchups. Um, usually, you know, Infiltration was using Minot, and Bonchan had Karen as a counterpick. So... Mm-hmm. We can save this for later. Um, let's let's finish the well, recap. Well, that's a good time. Why not? Yeah, we can save it. Yeah. Let's look at this. Uh, let's finish with Street Fighter Five, and then we'll go to those characters. Oh, and, and one more. Well, actually, never mind. You know, just keep going. <laughs> just keep going. Thank you, Mike. Let's keep the keep machine rolling. So let's take a look at the uh, CPT standings after Combo Breaker. Yeah, uh, you see. Very tight up top, one, two, Tokido and Infiltration separated by just 20 points. Uh, NL now over the 1,000-point threshold. Clearly crossed that threshold. Uh, <laughs> no debate about whether he crossed the threshold or not. Uh, Salty Kid with the weekend he had uh, very close to that uh, that qualification line right now. So still you know it's only 130 150 points that puts you right on the line as of right now so that 400 point mark might be uh where you got to be at the end Mm. i was talking to chris t uh right before i think it was right after he was eliminated and he's like you know at the time he was number 19 or so after all this you know calculation was done but he was he was pretty nervous about it see he's what 211 right now um, but we were talking about it a little bit, and it's like, yeah, but you also have to take into account, like, every time Tokido and now NL, Infiltration, Mena RD, every time those guys win, they're just eating points, right? And so, like, the better those guys do, the the, the lower the bar is for, like, you know, getting in, um, which, is, which is interesting. So now, like, a lot of the players that are on that cusp are really rooting for those players to do well. Because if it's not going to be them winning, it, it should be those guys that are just eating points, and it's not going to uh, really feed the competition. Well, yeah, that that is very much true and something to watch at for at future premiere events. But we're still at a point where winning a ranking event by itself gets you right up to that line. So you have no room to rest on your laurels at this point. Mm-hmm. If uh, Outside of 
the top four right now. Um, you still got plenty of work to do. The uh, DreamHack tournament is ranking or? It's ranking. It's ranking, right? Yes. I'm pulling it up and right it now. And it was a premiere last That's year. why. Okay, I see. Anyway, that's this coming weekend here in sunny Austin, Texas. We're at 100 degrees to get, uh, today, by the way. Um, so we were close w- on the drive back. We were like at 97, 98 at certain points. Dang. It's 99 here. It's Can you here beat here. us? It's hot everywhere. Um, all right, so those are the CPT standings. We, we, we can look at the character usage now, or we can finish out with Dragon Ball. Sure, we'll look at we'll talk about the characters a little bit so we don't okay. kind of rain over. So I mean, it is famously now Cammy's uh, first premiere win, and okay. that might be a cross Street Fighter Five, but it's certainly no, it's not. But in season three, and so the character that everyone has been saying, you know, they might be the best, they might be the best, seems like she's the best. There was thirteen in what is this a top one twenty eight or top sixty four? Top ninety six. Top ninety six. And a lot of those are new to season three, or at least a couple of them. You have Mago being new. You have Moke being new to the character. Uh, a bunch of people picking her up as a secondary. Gamer B switching from Nikali to her. It looks like the top four characters there are the top four characters people were saying were the best in the game. Kami, Minot, Guile, Akuma. They were the most popular, and they are consensus the best. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not that made some people switch to them could be possible but at the same time a lot of those guys have been playing those characters for a long time so yeah they didn't even have a picture for falk on this <laughs> in cross lifted off that kind of sucks though about you know like a character like ryu is supposed to be like the mario of this game right like the most important character in the game Poster and all that. Boy, yeah. no Poster it's boy. an interesting argument Blanca. is the tier because this tournament's results i mean it basically looks like the tier list mm-hmm. if you just look down the character usage it looks like the tier list in order. Um, is that because we make our tier list based on the results of players, or is it because we've gotten to a point where you have to choose good characters to win? And I'd argue it's a mixture of both. Yeah, I think we are a little, uh, a little. We have a little recency bias whenever uh, tier list comes out. Like, I don't think people would be quite as hard on the nerf cami train right now. They'd still be hard on it. But, uh, God, phrasing. But, <laughs> uh, you know, if if NL ended up, you know, dropping a combo earlier in the tournament and ended up, like, seventh, would you have chance of please nerf Cammy uh, during top eight? Probably not. You know, she's, she's still going to be a strong character, but I think people are still a little too, like, whatever the last tournament was. Um, yeah. It, in determining that thinking about this let me ask you guys would you be surprised if uh if a karen or a nikali won one of these tournaments extremely surprised but what about ken because we just saw chris t win with ken you know a, a few weeks ago right and it was a ranking event so maybe there's something to be you know spoken about there but like i, I still feel like it's easier for those you know top four uh, more likely but i wouldn't be su- super surprised to see one of those other like more mid-tier characters. Like, what about a Urian? That's even if it's I not think Urian's like top ten, Emma. though. You know, I I think Urian's about as bad as it gets, though. That will win a premiere unless used alongside other high-tier characters. The exception to this rule is Bonchan, who has managed to make him somehow make Nash and you know now mid-tier Karen work. 
But, I mean, I think we're at a point with the game where no one's going to win with a character who's not top tier ever again. And I don't think that's the game's fault. I think that's just a matter of competition. Mm-hmm. When you make, when you have a game where people can make hundreds of thousands of dollars, they're going to get way better at it than when it was, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. you get better at it, the people with the, you know, the sharper swords are going to win. That's how it is. I, I like the and analogy. if you're good, you're going to keep going. You're going to keep going in that direction. The good people aren't going to stick with their bad characters. Do you think Xi'an would have gotten second to this turn with Fang? Hell no. <laughs> I, he wouldn't have gotten top sixty-four. He would have jobbed because that character sucks. Pick a top tier. <laughs> You heard it here first. Well, actually, you heard did, it here after a minute. Where did Mono place? Where did Mono and his Fang place? Yeah, let's see if I can. Up right now. Uh, Mono place. Let me pull it up. He was doing some good shit with uh, with Fang. He got uh, tied for thirty third. And of course, uh-huh. so, like, can we look at that again? Where was Abigail? One point. <laughs> did wait, Abigail wait, get wait, top wait, eight? Wait, wait, let me find. Did it. he get top sixteen? Is he on this one? Uh, there were like three or four Abigails there. There was like three think. Abigails and like top 64 or something there like that. Problem X, there LPN, five, Punko, all... Zangief, Itabashi Zangief. So they, he, did, he did so okay as far as getting there, 16. but yeah. he got 17th was the highest with Problem X, who also played mostly Bison. So, yeah. Not happening. I, I know. I feel comfortable I'm going to win this bet. All right. Uh, <laughs> shall we move on to Dragon Ball Fighter? We can come well, back okay. to uh, more topics here in a second, but let's get through this recap. Uh, this was the night. This was the event that capped it all off, mm-hmm. and it had perhaps the most surprising ending. It's it's really weird to say Sonic Fox winning a tournament is a surprising ending. Yet here we are. Uh, took it over Goichi in winners finals three one. They got the rematch in grand finals. Goichi took that one three the first set three one and you th- kind of thought oh here it goes you know goichi's gonna pull it together end of the story but no sonic fox 3-0 in the second set to take it all usa chance all over uh there's an incredible shot and i'll try and throw it uh in the chat once i can pull the link up um, oh i know what you're talking about let me see if i can yeah. find it yeah, that, um, that might be my new favorite FTC picture. Um, yes, let me see if I can find it. You you keep talking. Though. I actually don't even know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I'll pull it up. Uh, see. It's the one by Vexeny. Oh, right uh, here. Check this out. Let me uh, screen grab it and I'll post it. Yeah, this that was right after winners finals, but uh, this was also a summit of power qualifier. So the final spot in the summer of summit of power was on the line uh you had two people in top eight who had not qualified in doza and fenrich they tied for seventh so they had to have some filler right before the uh big battle Mm -hmm. uh they had a first to two set to determine the uh tiebreaker and it went fenrich's way so he is the final player headed to the summit of power uh if you we can take a look at the full list of players, uh, you see Obi Apology Man, Dogura, Goichi, Kazunoko, Leffen, Nakiel, Chris G, Sonic Fox, Cloud805, The Kill Sage, Lord Knight, Moke, Yohosie, Reynald, Hook Gang God, and Fenrich. Those are the players you will see at the summit uh, next month. How, how did Leffen do at this tournament? He did pretty well. He got like 17th. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, everyone in there is good. A couple of the Vodins are a little worse than the other guys, but every single one of these players is 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 quite good. It yeah, ended up are, as a good slot. 
Yeah, there are no frauds in here. No, no frauds. Do you guys want to see that picture? Hey, yes. I'm blocking so, here. It, it's not like the Smash Summit has had a couple people who like clearly could not possibly play on the level of these guys, but this one managed to be at least everyone's competitive. So look at this picture. Not only is it just framed beautifully, right? It's got the cool lights on it, black and white for extra dramatic effect. It's got uh, Sonic Fox, you know, beating his chest, figuratively speaking, and uh, at least almost a complete furry uh, uh, suit. But but the best part part here is of course uh, Goichi looking back. I mean it's just a beautifully um, made picture here and shout and, out to Vexiny. And it's like with the lighting the angle to the way it was, it was it's almost like he the moment he ascended. Mm-hmm. It was just perfect. It was an interesting tournament because you know Sonic Fox just barely beat Dogra. Dog he actually Dogra actually dropped what was going to be a combo to get Sonic Fox on his last character, no sparking, you know, no X-Factor basically versus all three of his team. Dropped it and gives him back on. But then Sonic Fox made, honestly, like other than the reset, the other two sets were pretty handily in Fox's favor. And he made Goichi play in a way that we have not seen Goichi play. Goichi's been known for his like insanely solid defense, just blocking everything out forever. And Sonic Fox's new team basically revolves so heavily around an un, you know, like an untiming blockable. Your defense doesn't matter because this is a true 50-50 you have to guess on. And it threw Goichi out of his game plan, and honestly, Sonic looked a level ahead. Like wow. notably that- better. Is that Gotenks's like Tasmanian Devil spin thing that he was doing along with an assist or something like that? So that's that, one of that the that's one like... of the good ones for sure. But it's basically that Kid Boo and Gotenks both have these assists that keep you in place for so long that Cell can jump to a height where if he lands and does a low or air dashes and does a high, they come at the same frame. So your mind can't there's no reaction speed that beats that. It's impossible. They come at the same exact frame. It's a raw guess. And so your defense doesn't really matter at that point, you know, Mm -hmm. and Sonic Fox abused that and won. Now, like this was probably the first time that uh, first of all, before I say any of this, shout outs to Sonic Fox. Like he made the immortal God. It was impressive. Yeah, it was very impressive. That's an accomplishment. And and to people that have been saying that Sonic Fox only really wins at games that, you know, aren't as competitive internationally and stuff like that, they have to shut up now, right? Mm-hmm. And so... The, yeah, there's nothing Fox. left. There's no way there's anything left that you can ask this yeah. guy to prove because he just beat a guy who has not lost a tournament since January. Well, and it's right. a Japanese god, quote-unquote. So, so. So, so now to play devil's advocate, though, um, you got Goichi, you have these, like, new things that he obviously hadn't really seen before, um, is it something that as soon as Goichi goes back to the tapes and figures that out, uh, that Sonic Fox once again has uh, is that big disadvantage and probably won't win? Or are we at a point where this is where the game is at? There's nowhere to, there's nothing to learn except for don't get, you know, don't be in that situation to begin with. And like, who knows if we're able to even do that. Um, and, and this is kind of what we're going to be seeing moving forward. Or is it too early to even make that call? I think there's still plenty to learn, for sure. I think we saw him make some adjustments. There was a point where he was alpha countering at a timing that would get him hit by the assist, so he escaped. And he got that off a few times, but missed it a few times. I'm sure, knowing Goichi, with the summit coming up for $30,000, he'll practice that stuff, and he'll get some more defensive tools. But I also do think that that Sonic Fox's team and the way he's been playing is not something that training mode will make Goichi destroy him. 
Mm. You know, I think Goichi will do better, and I think it's going to be a really good set. I think at this point, it's hard to say who will win at the summit because obviously Sonic and, Fox won the more recent set, but you know, Goichi has more to adjust on. Yeah, and yeah, it's been and, such a perfect road leading up to Summit. Now, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how far those we are two are the best, though. And there's no well, question. And Dogger is third, and and fourth and seems have, pretty far off. So yeah, and and so hey, like, but going into it, like, if you were to ask even just a week ago. Um, it was like, well, yeah, Goichi's going to win and we're going to see who gets second place kind of a thing. But then Dogro became got very close to beating Goichi and now Sonic Fox has done that. And so now it's like, yeah, that top three is is not certain. And then like what you were saying, Donka, uh, uh, Goichi, or I'm sorry, Dogra almost lost to, or I'm sorry, Sonic Fox almost lost to Dogra. So like we're at a perfect time where you can't just go in and say, yeah, it's free to this person or, or these two people. Like it'll be very interesting for Summit. And I'm really glad to see that change so close to that tournament because you know, obviously it's it's better to go in not knowing who's going to win for sure. And I think it's going to I think that both of these guys are making uh DBZ their clear priority. Um mm. we saw yeah, Goichi's Sonic results Fox. have tanked, right? <laughs> go I mean Goichi's still doing well, but he didn't, you know, he's obviously this is his primary focus. Sonic Fox uh he it's tough to say he didn't have a great weekend because he made top four, top five, and pretty much everything he touched. But up until DBFZ, he hadn't won anything, and that's unheard of at a, at a combo breaker for him. This is, the the expectations for him are so high, uh, especially in NRS games. But mm-hmm. it's clear that this is his focus right now, so that is going to be interesting. And I think what's also nice is that. I don't think the gap between the top three and everybody else is quite so large that they're un- that they're invincible. We've seen Goichi, uh, you know, get close to losing even before this weekend. We've seen Sonic Fox lose. We've seen Dogra lose. You know, on to any people given day, other than anything other than each other. Fox like lost to the Kill Sage in a local, and Dogra has I think lost to someone else. He actually came pretty close. Uh, in the match out of the pools, I won my pool, and the guy I lost to right out of that played Dogra. So if I had won, I would have played Dogra, and that was really close. I mean, it's a two out of three for this game is kind of crazy, like because a team game, you know, if you lose one character, you're probably gonna die. Yeah. So, oh yeah, although yeah, but we did see five, some most of these. Sonic Fox. If you want one thing that Sonic Fox is clearly the best at, it's his clutch is way better than the Japanese players. No mm-hmm. one makes anchor comebacks like him. No one. Like no one's close. Like, no one is even on his stratosphere as far as clutch, like the clutch factor of his last character goes. And that is something else and really helped him through. Guys, we had and a sub is, from Unsudden Hero. Let me hit it real quick. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Unsung this Hero. is not a game where you see a whole lot of uh, anchor comebacks. You see a bunch of people uh, burning, sparking uh, at level one to make sure that they don't lose the first character. So. You don't really so a lot of times when they're down to their last one, they're doing it without resources, you know, just meter, and it's you don't see a ton of those comebacks. You had Sonic Fox pull off that that three versus one no sparking comeback uh, comeback versus Goichi. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I thought the set was over. I thought that I was the too. turning point. You know, once yeah, it really that, was. was. No, it would have been one. It would have been one Goichi. It could have been. It could have been the end of it. Although I want, and someone mentioned in the chat. Um, let me see who it was. It was you know Ryu Guitar Freak and a few other people. 
Dogra got top eight in both those events. Mendo That's insane. That, yeah. mm -hmm. That's yeah. insane. Because Goichi, obviously, you know, amazing at both. But he dropped the 65th in Street Fighter V while focusing on DBFZ. Dogra got top eight in both. That's, I mean, to and this date, that may be the craziest two-game placing we've seen, like, ever. In terms of just like skill and breadth of the both events at the same event. What did Sonic Fox do in his other games that he played? Or it doesn't count because it's not Street Fighter. It's he not that it doesn't count, but I do think that these these playing fields are a lot different than what Sonic Fox has multiplaced in before. That being said, Sonic Fox, probably the best multi-game player ever. So I mean there's no there's no denying that. Um that's, a, that's another day. Well, he's another denying day. it. One of them. He's, he's one it. of them. I'm not saying he's number one, but current he's... Day, current day, he is absolutely in the competition, but all time, let's... Hey, might we're, be we're 30 minutes into the show, and you haven't finished your recap, Steve. <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, you know, it, like I said, Combo Breaker has so many things going on. For a lot of the games there, it was the biggest tournament of the year, at least in the U.S., uh, if we can pull up the other results. Sealim. Uh, winning the biggest ever UNIEL tournament in U.S. history. Uh, Swiftbox Dash taking Skullgirls over Sonic Box. That, like, never happens. Uh, you had Amenti doing insane work in KI. You had uh, Dual Kevin finally getting that win in Infinite. You had L Trouble winning ST and then winning at life immediately after ST. Uh, I have that clip if you want to see it. If, if you could pull that. Uh, for those that didn't know, uh, L Trouble uh, and Killer Miller are uh, romantically involved. For like 12 years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Long term. Both very big in uh, the Super Turbo scene. Both very big uh, parts of the ST revival. Uh, mm. And the Tournament of Legends and all of that, which, by the way, L Trouble qualified for. I should mention that. Um, so immediately after top eight, after L Trouble wins, uh, Killer Miller proposes. In a, it, it, it brings a tear to your eye, and of course he said yes, but then immediately countered by showing off that he had carried a ring around for like the last year. And well, he was what took him so damn long? Doing so that <laughs> evening. Yeah, is it, this my footage? I believe I took it from your tweet. Yeah. Aw. So credit, credit, John. <laughs> he pulls out. No, I don't care. He, but look at this perfect. And you got the ST uh, like logo in the background on the on the TV. <laughs> and when he, so this is where El Trouble's like, well, well, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was going to save this for a little bit later, but and he pulls out the ring and Valle, perfect person to have, Mr. Street Fighter himself, right? Right there in the background yells, he has the counter pick. And and like it's just everyone laughed. It was such a perfectly perfectly executed moment, you know, an act of God or whatever. I don't know. But it was is everything fell together perfectly. Um, and, and it was in the, the perfect place, a top eight stage for these two that, that like live and breathe ST with Alex Valle right behind them. And it just it, it was silly. It was great. <laughs> Alex is so hype. Yeah. I almost made top 24 in this game. We're, we're looking at a beautiful sad. moment here, Steve. Don't take me away from it. All right. I'm trying to watch. He's about to propose. It's not all about you, Steve. <laughs> yes, Steve. Gosh, you're so selfish all the time. I Get am. on your knee, bro. <laughs> Sorry, I actually, there we go. All okay. right, so we got the clip. 
<laughs> Mike's done with it. It's a long clip. <laughs> Mike hates love. <laughs> All right. Back to, uh, so Steve, you were talking about how you uh, also uh, competed in this? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I almost got top 24, which should never, ever, 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 ever happen. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. How, uh, how many games did you play? How'd you go? Like, uh, I went two and two, but I won the right two. So um, <laughs> I got uh, put on stream uh, in winter semis against uh, Golden Sen. And that went about as well as you would think. Uh, and then I, think I lost. Nanko's the only one with a good stream stream set. Uh, oh, this and it was ugly was... too. I won, but it was ugly. It was real bad. I looked up and I was like, "Oh well, that sucks. He lost. At least, you know, whatever. Too bad." But then I look up again and you're winning, and I'm like, "Oh!" And I almost cried. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take away. The... I know how you love the spotlight, Steve. Go ahead. You were you were playing <laughs> against Golden Sen, uh, and you were playing Ken, right? Yeah, it was Ken against his Balrog, and uh, that did not go well for me. That's that's all that needs to be said. But congratulations <laughs> to the happy couple. Uh, <laughs> we wish you uh, many a replay. So, um, I, I was going somewhere with that. So uh, I was telling Elon before the show that I got into the chat and I typed in BOV champ when Homeboy was playing. Homeboy. But I forgot that I, I, I'm not subbed to the channel. So wow! It just came up. Wow. What the hell? I feel like such an idiot. Like, what if Did I you go and sub instantly? <laughs> nah. I'll oh go. my god! Still isn't subbed. What the hell? Sorry, man. Okay, Elon has taken over uh, the best of five uh, handle here. Wow! Terrible. <laughs> let me get one. Let me get one in now because I gotta get it out of my system. There we go. That's what I was trying to do while you were playing. It's gonna throw a bunch up there. Then I'm a loser. Okay, so anyway, um, but all three of us did get on stream this weekend. That's so right. That's sweat. That's sweet. Shout outs, dude. And I noticed that none of you guys had like you know. You know what? I'll put Bov in front of my name for the next. Yeah, tournament. you son of a bitch. I will do that for the this next. This would have been the one, you asshole. I did. I appreciate you, Steve. Thank you. I did eh, and I'm sorry. Damn. Bov slash eh. They, they pay me more. Oh. <laughs> Hey, look at these! Look at Zero Star, making y'all look pretty buff. <laughs> All right. Um, so before we get to uh, more of y'all's experiences, uh, wait—we're not done with the recap. My bad. No, we're done with the recap. Okay, we're done with the recap. What about GG? Daru from Korea won Guilty Gear, and but our our boy, our friend, ridiculous. who's been on the show, Hamad, beat Kazunoko and got third. So that was really? pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Shasta Hamad. What about Hamad? Yeah. I'm sorry. What, uh, John? What'd you say? I said it was epic. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I was a ridiculous set. I was like, kind of turning, like, oh wait, he's got a chance. He's got a chance. He's got a. He did it. What? What? <laughs> yeah. What? You don't expect because because you expect Guilty Gear to be all Japanese top eight, right? Like that's one of those games that they just absolutely dominated at, and so to see that was was really cool. So, um, top ten esports channels by total hours watched May twenty first through May twenty seventh. 2018. No surprise to see Overwatch League at the top of that. Steve, what else you got here for us? Uh, you see Overwatch right there. Um, obviously doing numbers, but the biggest three of the biggest eight streams uh, for the week were based off of Combo Breaker. You had uh, uh, 
the Capcom Fighters channel with over 600,000 hours watched over the weekend uh, in number three. Team Spooky at number five with about 250,000. And then Tekken with hundred over 180,000. So uh, it was good to see a lot of people doing <clears throat> these streams. You know, it was... It was a big weekend for a lot of games. So, a, so this was like, outside of Evolve, probably one of the most most must watch weekends of the ga- of the year for most games. It, it's it's becoming the tournament standard. Like Combo Breaker is setting trends in, in you know in the right way. And we've talked about this before, so I don't need to go in depth. But like, it deserves all of the praise that it gets. You know, I mean, like the biggest complaint this weekend was like a problem with with ps4s i think and it's not even really combo breaker's fault at that point it was like people left there it was real so (laughs) well i mean i I think there's truth to it i mean and i don't know like i I can't speak on it too much it sounded like it was an issue with people leaving their bluetooth devices connected and things were overheating yeah there were certainly some ps4 issues yeah yeah, I saw yeah, some. Uh, I saw some matches get interrupted. What I was referring to was the monitor lag that supposedly happened, but Art debunked that. Yeah. Mm. So, but but anyways, like no combo breaker is is like it's becoming the new standard of like you know when you want to run a tournament you you ping Rick you know and you ask him or, or you observe like what did they do because that's what you want to do to make yeah. things go. Uh, to, to give people the best experience. And like that's all you hear about it. Every other tournament, it's like, oh, this brackets ran this way, it was crappy, or someone cheated, or whatever. The stream went down, and it's like, man, I mean, combo breaker, man, that's where it's at. Did you, did you guys get any merch? No, that sold out, like, immediately. At Dang. least, like, the, uh, what was it, the, um, the, the hoodies and the, yeah, the flannel. And uh, and I think the hats or something like that. I, I I think they underestimated how much they were supposed to get. And maybe you guys, one of you guys, knows more about this than I do. But I heard like, yeah, that's sold out like almost immediately on day one or something like that. Which is like, yeah, that's really encouraging. Any way they can, like, like I said, they deserve I, it. I will They've say, got- in regards to the issues with you know like lag and stuff like that, that's got to be one of the scariest things as a TO because oh, those yeah. things cascade so fast. People were talking about unpatched Dragon Ball Z which was debunked, like they instantly went in and tested on the same console and the patches. People were saying the Vegeta assist wasn't patched, and it was. But, I mean, you saw like 20 tweets like, oh, I knew I lost because the Vegeta assist mm. was there, and oh, I know my match was laggy, my thing was this, mm-hmm. my thing was that. So it's really scary, and those things can really put a damper on people's minds in the tournament. Just hold that L, man. You don't have any excuses. But, I mean, well, we're getting to the point where Pia, like, the two biggest tournaments with the disconnects at Evo and now with the the dropped inputs at Combo Breaker, is PS4 a respectable standard for fighting games? I, a lot of people lean towards no. It's it's causing problems, and it's been shown that in huge events, the, the you know the amount of Bluetooth controllers, the way that PS4 has power draw issues, has just been a massive problem, and stick or pad doesn't fix it. And, but you were saying the computers wouldn't fix it, or going to PCs wouldn't fix well, it. Well, PCs wouldn't fix some of it, but it might fix others. I mean, I don't know. Because when I said that, it was referring to the input lag, Got which it. wouldn't be changed. Like, the monitor input lag would stay the same. But, I mean, with if it was really the Bluetooth controllers, maybe the PCs would fix it. I don't know. But it's something that has to be looked into at this point, I think. Well, how I, much? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, just I one just setup at the whole venue, and you fix it. <laughs> I think that it will be attended to. Like it, it might be kind of hard, especially if you have like Street Fighter Five as like a, a piece or a, a PS4 game. 
um, and, and like not on Xbox. And I guess you can go the PC route. I don't know. But with how things are are continuing to grow in in esports fighting games, um, I think that it will be worthwhile for people that are putting money down to to start examining this. And it might not happen right away, but I have faith that like if this trend continues, it won't be something that just spears you know the fgc esports in the heart and then just like well ggs we'll just pack it up and go home kind of a thing i think that the adjustments will be made because i think we are we are past that level past that threshold if you will where uh it's worth it for those you know for the suits or whoever to to make it right yeah yeah i agree well, yeah the the a lot of the issues that popped up this weekend were really like hit and miss because I, I ran a couple pools this weekend. That did not come up in either of the pools that I had, I ran. It didn't come up in the matches I had seen. But a lot of the issues are caused by, um, you know, the amount of Bluetooth interference that's at a major venue like this, which is not something you can really avoid. And it's caused by, you know, PS4s having... Uh, heat issues, especially being left on long amounts of time, which mm-hmm. this event you can't really avoid. Seventy-two hours um, straight, yeah. Especially you know since they run a twenty-four hour venue. So, what my fear is, how do you address that? The the I was talking with a couple of the guys I've roomed with, and PS4 sucks. You know, <laughs> one of the one of the possible solutions that they came up with was having like two one or two extra stations extra ps4s per station that get rotated in Mm -hmm. uh after every wave of pools which if you do the math they're about there were about a hundred pool stations uh at combo breaker so having someone go around swap one or two of those out between each two hour block is a ridiculous amount of uh a ridiculous amount of labor. Uh, it's a massive increase to your costs uh, for, you know, for equipment. Uh, the other solution is invest in new PS4s, the PS4 Pros. We have uh, Hotto. We have yeah, Rick said that wouldn't even fix chat. it. It says PS4 Pro alone does not resolve Bluetooth overload and overheat concerns. You know who yeah. doesn't have this problem? Smash players on CRTs. We should all just be melee players, and it would fix the whole thing. Oh wow. I, I do think right. that this issue is probably more so going to be something that um, we look to PS5 or whatever the next iteration is, um, that, that this would be attended to there. Um, if it continues to be the home of fighting games, at least, or, or like the general home of fighting games. Um, because, like, yeah, I think we are too too deep into, like, the PS4, like, this is the way it's going to be, and we're finding out these problems now, but, like, what, what are you going to really do with a lot of this stuff? So, um, and, and, like, we've 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 survived on it this far so i think we can like kind of grit our teeth and bear it uh and and make it to the end of you know this this kind of chapter but hopefully uh sony's taking notes right now they're hearing that these are problems at least for the fighting game community i don't know how much they tend to spill out over into into other genres of esports but um i think that's more realistically where we should be looking for for things to be fixed and then at the time being just like do whatever you can to to have less Bluetooth or to, I don't know if leaving your device connected via Bluetooth is part of this problem or not. Cause I don't know the intricacies of it, but I mean, any little thing that you can do, let's try to do that, spread awareness about it. Um, and, and make the best of the situation as it is right now. The two last why things would, I'll say, why would Sony care? <laughs> That's a good I, point. I, I got to jump in on this. Cause why would Sony care about that? They, probably don't. they don't have to do that to get fighting game, uh, 
fighting game fans. The funniest you know, part is they added they, a wired mode, but it has more input lag than the wireless <laughs> mode. So the wired mode is useless, and no one wants to use it because it's laggier. But you think about it. How did PS4 essentially win the cons- this generation of the console war within Capcom. the FC? They put yeah, in Fighter. a couple million dollars to get Street Fighter uh, exclusive on their console. You know, and they work with uh, a lot of the, you know, they have the benefit of Xbox not being a major player in Japan. So a lot of these anime fighters, PS4 exclusive, at least console wise. So they don't really have to make a massive investment in terms of improving hardware in order to get um, to win the FGC over as it is. All they got to do is invest money into the esports scene and we all kind of got to follow along. So that's what worries me about, you know, whatever happens with PS5 or whatever their next console is. Hey, guys. Um, I wasn't there. But in the chat, one of you gentlemen, and I won't uh, out you, it wasn't Mike, <laughs> said that there's a lot of girls at this event. Um, why is that a surprise? And why? Well, what else can you tell me? Whoever it was that said that. I said that good. on my Twitter. <laughs> and um, so I've been I've been doing this since about 2010, going to majors and such. And there, there's always a few girls there, women. Um, but but at Combo Breaker, there were a noticeably more women with lately were actually competing. They weren't just hanging out with you know someone that they knew that also did fighting games or something like that. They were they had controllers in their hands. They were competing in pools. Uh, they they were. Um, I mean, it's just it seems like our community, which has been more or less, you know, like like not as inviting to other groups of people, women included, uh, we're starting to see more of these people at these events. Now, Combo Breaker is one of the bigger ones. It's going to get more publicity. Um, and so that's probably the place that and like Evo and such is where you're going to start to see this. But the point is, we're starting to see it. We're seeing more and more people that we don't normally see at these events. And I think that signifies that the FGC's outreach is is expanding and getting farther out there and that's encouraging and exciting because now you know we'll see what what these other people that haven't traditionally been there before have to offer and, and help to continue to grow the community and reach other people that that we wouldn't reach otherwise you know so i think that it's a it's a really good look and and you know that was just my own personal observation i haven't been to every event um but from what i have seen in the past and what i saw at combo breaker i was i was encouraged yeah certainly yeah, I, I mean combo breaker has a lot of female tos including one of the head tos They've shown interest in protecting women in the past via incidents. Um, tons of bracket runners, tons of players, as you said. It's obviously done its best to to make it an open spot, and it's worked very well. John, did you get any digits? <laughs> I no. talked to Guilty's mom for a while, actually. <laughs> Almost did an interview with her. Um, actually, you know what? It, uh, on this point, I think it's worth uh, at least bringing up here. But, um, yeah, so I was walking through the hall actually to go play in, in top uh, 96 or whatever it was. Um, so I didn't have much time to speak, but uh, Guilty pulled me aside and like, hey, this is my mom. Uh, she's here. And, and she uh, so introduced me. And, and her mom said, uh, I think her name was Diana. I'm sorry if I <laughs> misremembered that. But she said, you know, all up until this point, I haven't been to a major, right? And and all I've done is I've seen, you know, YouTube comments and stream chats and, and you know, uh, article comment sections, our Kappa kind of things. Um, and I take this with an even bigger grain of salt because we're talking about guilty here. So, you know, anywhere that she goes, you're going to get a lot of negativity just just innately. Right. But um, it's like she said, 
I coming out to this event, I have a totally new look on who or, or what the FGC is. It's like I, it felt like you guys were just a bunch of monsters, really, you know, extreme monsters. Right. But getting here and interacting with these people, they're they're real, regular people that are nice and kind and can be loving to one each other. And that was actually a, a huge surprise to me. And, and so you go, wow, I, I really hope and I don't really have a solution to this kind of problem, but like a lot of the general public might just be seeing us when they when they jump into a stream chat for a few minutes because we're finally you know breaking that mold and starting to get you know like out on TV and and um, you know into the the bigger realms where the general public can see us. But it sucks that our 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 initial perception for a lot of people is just like the shittiness of people in stream chats and in comment sections. Um, and and like you know Guilty's mom was extremely surprised to see that we weren't actually as bad as those you know those first feet forward make us look like. Um, so something to keep in mind, again, I don't know how to necessarily fix that beyond saying, well, hey, come out to an event and, and meet us for real, but um, something for us to at least talk about maybe and, and try to do our best to, you know, on an individual level to not perpetuate that. Yeah, yeah. for a lot of people, you know, you know, people say stream chat doesn't matter, Twitch chat doesn't matter. For a lot of people, that is their introduction, that is their connection to fighting game tournaments they can't necessarily go out to every event so yeah that's what sets the expectation that's the what we put forward so you know you see things like spooky deciding hey moderating this to the extent that i have to isn't worth it let me just turn on sub mode i don't know if that's necessarily the best way or the most popular way to go about it but you know, it's an option that is uh, shown to be at least somewhat effective. So that might be the direction we're going in. It'll be the standard and, soon, I think. Yeah. And, and the takeaway, though, from all of this, even though it kind of does like highlight, you know, a, a negativity there. Right. Is that we are moving in the right direction. And, and as more money comes our way, you know, more money, more problems. But also, you know, maybe you have people that you can now pay to to do a better job of monitoring uh, chats and, and keeping things clean, you know, and, and stuff. And, and it really feels like we're continuing to march into that realm. And and so it's a good thing overall. It's just we, we do have a long way to go, um, but we're, we're going. We're moving. We're not stagnant. And that's encouraging. I feel that. Um, any other... General thoughts on how Combo Breaker was for y'all? Well, for any of these negative things, I mean, obviously I'm shilling hard right now, but, I mean, they they tried hard to fix them, and there was posts about switching out the PS4s all weekend. So I think pretty much anything you hear bad was just an unfortunate consequence of the weekend and was handled about as well as it could be. And if you read Twitter at all and any top player and follow any of them, you'll see, like, or just anyone who was there, it was one of the best tournaments yet again, no surprise, and... It's just going to keep getting bigger and better, I think. And a lot of it was because it was a premiere this year and because premieres are such a big deal, you had a lot of foreign players make this there for the first time. And I think it's going to it's going to really grow popular for that reason. Mm-hmm. Steve and John, yeah. do you have any other takeaways from uh, Combo Breaker before we move on? Well, just that that if if Rick is still watching, he needs to do something about those Uber prices, man. That's totally <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a jerk. I'm surprised uh, that they're like that. For, for those that aren't aware, um, like obviously everybody was uh, trying to kind of this mass exodus away, and I think that there are around three thousand ish people there. So there's this huge flux in Uber and Lyft, and so the the prices to get to the airport, I think on standard would been you know maybe fifty bucks, but they, I saw some people tweeting that like this the price for an Uber ride was like two hundred dollars, 
um, just ridiculousness, you know, and it's like, yeah, well, what, how, do you, how do you get around that if you're all leaving at the same time and such? But just a, just a little thing. And obviously, it's completely Rick's fault. <laughs> yeah. Elon wants to I hop have, in I here. have a retort on Rick's behalf. Okay. The, last year when I went, they had a shuttle that mm-hmm. was for free from the airport to the venue and then from the venue to the airport. Mm-hmm. Was this not the case this year? There were shuttles. They, they were full at different points, and they obviously don't leave at all times. Rick just mentioned in the chat there was also a taxi that had a flat fee. So well, it's just so there was there was plenty of options, and a lot of people were memeing. And if you checked on Lyft, I know they were like 50. You could ask me for a ride. Really? Yeah, those I left things. at four thirty in the morning though, but no, I, I got it for like forty eight or something like that. But I was I was also like I think extra early compared to most other people. So, um, but but yeah, no, I mean, what are you gonna do? And and also there were a lot of hotels that other people had that, that stayed at outside of just the resort that were you know 10, 15 minutes away, and there were shuttles to and from those too. So it's like it was it was potentially a, kind of like a, a really crappy situation if if you know that was your setup but because of the shuttles and everything that made even staying far away from the venue very much okay um so i mean all around come break you're ridiculous in in execution as kind of expected now um all right moving on from combo breaker sure yeah what Let's... the hell is rage draft uh, Rage is a competition that is coming up very soon. It is, uh, if you followed uh, the Gfinity Elite Series, that was a team-based Street Fighter uh, tournament in the UK. This is going to be a team-based Street Fighter tournament in uh, Japan. Uh, this will be, they'll t- they're taking the top six uh, finishers from last year's CPT and making them all team captains. So that includes that list is Nemo, Itazan, Fujimura, Daigo, Moke, and Tokido. Uh, each of those players will get to draft a team, and then uh, the team will compete for a prize pool of 10 million yen, which is just under $100,000. Uh, the draft will take place uh, on Thursday. And then competition will begin on uh, June 5th or June 6th. Uh, I lost it in my notes here. I apologize. That's all right. Depends on if you're Japan time or, or USA time. Saved it. Uh, June, <laughs> it, it will be, uh, the draft will be at 4 a.m. on Thursday. Uh, Sounds kind of fun to uh, watch, honestly. I'll probably try to catch that. Four, uh, 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific. Um, and then the league itself starts on Tuesday the 5th, uh, start time TBA. That means to be announced, for anybody who doesn't know. War of Gods Season 3 has been announced. Steve? Uh, this was one of the things announced at Combo Breaker during the uh, Injustice Top 8. Uh, not the big thing everyone was expecting, uh, but Stream.me is going to run a third season of War of the Gods, that is an online uh, tournament series uh, for Injustice. Uh, it was really popular during the first two seasons, so glad to see that back. I, I, I to me, when you said that, it was that I, I was picturing of Fight of Gods back. or whatever, yeah, Fight of Gods. Like, How is, me too. There was a season two for that. I'm like, <laughs> that's the best thing ever. I'm like, what the hell are we talking about right now? But glad to hear that I was wrong. 
Who won that one? Oh, we had a Fubar duck in the studio that one time. Fubar did beat me he, with his Buddha. <laughs> he beat your Moses? He beat my Moses. <laughs> All right. Um, that sounds like some sort of phrase. Oh, man. Uh, I went around the corner and he beat my Moses. <laughs> now that everyone's offended, next topic. Yeah, next topic. Uh, climax of night. Is that where you got your Moses beat at the climax of night? Because that's just been announced. Oh, man. Where do they make these names? Wait, I have to uh, get a picture for it. Here we go. Yeah. This was also announced at Combo Breaker. Uh, this will take place in November in Atlanta. This is a uh, terrible French name. Ed- just awful. Well, it sort of works. It, it's not at all. Many breathe forfeit to champion's birth. <laughs> what the hell? Yes! It, it's word salad. It's perfect. Uh, so this is a French bet bread themed tournament. Uh, so you'll have uh, Unio, or excuse me, Eunice, Melty, uh, Blaze Blue Tag, and uh, Dengeki Bunko tournaments there. They, there may be more games added down the line, uh, but something to watch out for if you're an anime fighter fan let, let, let's power through some of these topics so we can get to uh some block grabs here at the end of the show uh e-league groups have been announced and here they are here i'll tell you what the what the groups are like yeah um is that all because it's just five in the top okay, wait, no, wait, we gotta wait, zoom wait, out. wait 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 zoom in zoom in zoom in or zooming out how about that it's kind of interesting i can't tell if they're supposed to be like seated in order it kind of looks that way like from no, top to you bottom. You got PR Balrog above Mena. Yeah, and, you're right. No, you're right. PR, what do you mean, John? You're right. No, that's that. PR Balrog is an amazing player, multiple top eights at Evo, but he has not shown ability like that in Street Fighter Five, is what I mean. Well, I can tell but you what the easy group is. It's Group B compared to the other groups. I don't yeah. know. Uh, Commander Jess is pretty good. Momochi's pretty good. Fudo's pretty right, good. But Venom oh, is good. Venom. You, you've got the guy who finished number one and the guy who finished number two last year. I don't think it's necessarily a cakewalk. No, but comparatively to the other ones. What is Group D? And How what? did they seed this? They can call <laughs> me if they want, which, by the way, um, the seeds for Dragon Ball Z, which I, I made were solo, good. were chalk. It literally went chalk. That's exactly how perfect the seeding was. So... Just a little shout-out to myself. Shaz, Shaz, so Shaz. if they okay. want to reseed these groups, they can ask me. <laughs> you could down but, Fujimura. Why oh, they except Doza them? was up there. But he, he did awesome. Well, yeah, Doza killed it. Tokido and Mena, uh, the rematch that I think a lot of people would want to see happen uh, is going to happen in Group A, right? Because the, these are round robins, right? If uh, I'll have to double-check this website. But I do believe it's round robin for seeding. And then... Um, you know what? I haven't checked on this. I mean, I, if, I if, it, if it was like last year, but, yes. um, but, and that's probably, you know, the case because last year was, was great. I mean, it ran well. Um, so, I mean, except for that they had to have cops, but you know, no, <laughs> perfect. that was for their own protection. Well, so. it's going to be interesting. It's not going to be Richard hosting anymore. I wonder who it'll be. I'm you're it, so sad about that. Aren't you? Did they already say who it, it was? They did. Yeah. It's a, me... it's another female presenter. That she's done. I've seen her on a bunch of other stuff, but never really on like a, you know, a Michelle Morrow. Michelle Morrow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She is. She's the only change to the staff. So Michelle Mora, Michelle Morrow, excuse me, replaces Richard Lewis as host. Uh, Malik comes back as the interviewer, and then it's uh, Z 
uh, Say Jam, Tasty Steve, and uh, Rip. Sounds good to me. You know, I, I don't know why I'm bringing this up necessarily, but Malik, he was getting like some uh, racist uh, chat spam on some of the Overwatch leagues. And, um, you know, that's like a bigger, more respectable, larger, I don't know if more respectable is a word. Uh, more respectable maybe. is definitely not a word for but, Overwatch but, League. But, but what I'm saying is, like, FGC, I feel like, you know, we look good next to that chat. Shit. Anyway. I, a lot of things look good next to Overwatch League, but that's an entirely <laughs> different story. <laughs> All right. Um, so anything else to be said for these, um, for these groups? Anything, uh, any, anyone that you're particularly excited to see? Any kind of matchups you hope will happen? Uh, anybody you think might uh, stand out? Anybody I, who I think it's interesting. I, I will kind of on that front, like, hey, I mean, oh, I also shout out. I really to, hate I the groups. That, I, I just can't get over that. Why are there no Japanese right. players in group C and they're all stacked in like A and D? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you I could, don't you get could it. Definitely nitpick that. But we don't have like future Gutex hey, and we don't I'm have Guilty, here. you know, or, or Li Joe this year, which were, were clearly picks, you know, for. And I so said we don't have really have players like that. Those are clearly picks for the sake of, of personality over skill. It looks like that was one of the changes they made in their selection process this year. And like, I mean, I have to look at the the groups again. But like, someone like PR Balrog might be like your your you know lowest or your whatever your least favorite or something like that. And he's still like a great player. And I wouldn't be surprised if if he you know is practicing and and becomes um, you know a, a real competitor with with all these other guys again at E League. But when when like PR Balrog's like kind of one of your lower guys on the list, it's like okay, that's that's a pretty good competitive atmosphere. And so I'm happy to see that they went that route. Although it was there was a lot to be gained out of having Guilty and and Future Gutex and company on the show. But I'm glad to see it's more competitive this year. So as well, Alon has already let us know, we had two subs, one from Lionheart and one from Chops 037. So we get two emotes, Doggo and Daigo. That's Lionheart HG, but Lion with two L's. Anyway, you get uh, Doggo and Daigo. I, I, I would like to point out that I'm still not a fan of the Invitational format as such a big, you know, for such a big prize pool because you have JB and Commander Jesse who, who got in. Congratulations to them. Take nothing mm -hmm. away from them. But they got in through um, uh, a path that wasn't primarily selected based on competition not a level of player meanwhile the guy who run who just won the final major before e-league is not there no NL. Yeah. and and no shen um but i mean like realistically how how far in advance are these are and these we don't we don't even know how many people them. said they couldn't go or etc right, et cetera, et cetera, right. Et cetera. there's that so so I, I absolutely hear you steve but like given that you know you give them a little bit of a benefit of the doubt and like i'm not i'm not pissed off you know what i mean so it's yeah. like nah, could be better potentially but we don't know so i'll i'll, I'll take it yeah at uh, least that's where i stand and that's a fair that's a fair position hey guys um by the way, uh, I don't know if you have it pulled up, but I did call NL the best player oh, I didn't, one I didn't week say ago. Here we go. Let me pull it up. All right, y'all chat amongst yourselves while I pull this shit up here. It's totally <laughs> worth it, so we can look at the postmark on it. I said, talk amongst yourself for a split second here, would you? What do you guys think of the Overwatch uh, uh, community <laughs> and chat and all that stuff? The Overwatch community <laughs> chat is a mess. They're larger than us. By a large That's margin. true. <laughs> Yeah. Check this well, out from May 19. 
NL impresses me more than anyone else at this point in Street Fighter V. Really plays at his own pace, even in crucial tournament situations. Reminds me of Dune Mena on their runs in terms of playstyle. Wow. You, you only, you only you had two likes manga. on that, bro. Two likes, but all of <laughs> the correctness. Yeah, correctness to spare. How did you call that, Mike? You should seed more pools. All right. Um, you seed all the pools. Yeah, he's, he's the seediest guy I know. <laughs> Um, did y'all do, how about this one though? Did you see this tweet? <laughs> um, I can't tell if, if, if Ed Boone looks a little uncomfortable here. You yeah, know, I, you I think you just gotta rock with it at this point. More, you know, you, you, you know what you're getting into when you go to an event with Sonic Fox. More importantly, did Sonic Fox have like adjustable eyes so he could look sad? Yes, and all he, that? Can, oh, he can look however he wants. That's pretty cool, dude. Um, you I know, wonder I if, have to say, you go ahead. Just real quick, like mm-hmm. the the community, we we really don't understand. You know, most of us just don't understand. Not don't hate it, but we just don't understand it. The whole furry culture and all that stuff that goes into it. It's fine. It's there. It's Sonic Fox wins, um, and 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 that it is what it is. But like when he beat Goichi the first time, um, and he gets up and he's celebrating, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, the god has fallen!" And he's like, "Yeah!" And he's up there on the main stage, and then he pulls out the furry hat or he- helmet and puts it on, and I was like. Hmm. <laughs> and, and just, Dude, come on! Me dog. personally, it took <laughs> it took the wind out of the sails a little bit. Fine, it's fine. Everything I said before still stands. It's just it. Hmm. No, shouts to him. I, I feel like it takes a lot of balls to do it. If, uh. if you are of a certain age, uh, you may remember a show called uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> you may remember a character on that show called Gadget. Yeah. No. And when it was Gadget, Gadget, Gadget. Gadget, gadget, gadget was something completely different. But <laughs> I'll say this: like having grown up looking at gadget, I it, it's not my. <laughs> Is thing, Sonic Fox doing it for you? But <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> okay, Steve. Well, I feel I'm like I learned something about you right here. Now. What am I gonna get into? <laughs> um, no, okay. So I don't understand it either, John. But um, I do think I respect the guy because probably. Took a lot to build up to that. Anyway. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see your gadget and raise you a Lola bunny all day. All right, like, now we're talking. If, if you're gonna yeah, go down that road, more, it's more all speed. Lola bunny. Um, yeah. hey guys, I almost don't want to talk about this because it just seems depressing. The 30th anniversary, uh, which had an awesome exhibition at uh, Comic Breaker and was kind of riding a wave of like hell yeah nostalgia. Our community, look, all these years of uh, great gameplay comes out and apparently it's total garbage i saw a clip well, uh, no. on complete well, and utter garbage 100 percent, no <laughs> redeeming qualities whatsoever right john is that all is that i mean look the online is is probably not great i haven't played it myself but from what i've heard um uh, uh catalyst played it has it and and did a review for it and it's like the online ranked one you, you can use akuma <laughs> Uh, which has been like tournament banned since almost like day one in the ST community. So you're probably just are there lobbies? I don't know if there are lobbies, but I know there are no uh, filtered functions as of right now. So you hit ranked, and then you are into the big pool, and you can just you can be matched up with someone in Mexico. You can be matched up with the guy next door. You can be matched up with someone in Somalia. It's just all all out. It says there, there are no lobbies filter. here. The chat saying there are lobbies. 
Yeah. So so it's like if you want to play online, I think you have to have someone that you want to play online with as opposed to like just getting thrown out there. Um, but that, like that's been like kind of think kind of the main complaint thing. Other than that, I think everything has like one extra frame of input lag because it's like an emulator, right? Or, or I don't know the details of the process, but that's what I'm getting. Um, so so that means like, for instance, Third Strike is instead of having like 2.5 frames of input lag, it's got like 3.5, something like that. But that's still nothing compared to what you know most people are used to right now with the more modern games and such. So, I mean, little nitpicks here, but I don't think that this game was supposed to be like this huge revival. It'd be nice if it was, but I think it's more of just kind of a snapshot kind of thing where those that want to, um, you know, live live in the past for a minute or, or, or I'm sorry, visit the past for a second can do so. Offline, you can play and it's fun. Um, and, and, and that's kind of what it's going to be. Is it going to be the next like tournament standard kind of a thing where, where it's going to be at every event? Probably not. I mean, you could hope, but I, I think that if you're expecting this to uh, to somehow replace, you know, Street Fighter Five or something like that, of course you're gonna say like, yeah, there's no way this is gonna even touch that. With there, there's too many issues. It's, but that's not what this is. And so, uh, I think looking at it like that is 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 important to do here. But yeah. why shouldn't people look at at it like that? You know, Capcom is charging. 40 bucks for this for games that have been released multiple times across multiple platforms um you know over the last 20 years so i don't think it's insane to expect if some if they promote it as arcade perfect actually being arcade perfect otherwise was it promoted as arcade perfect it was that was like their big <laughs> selling point um you know you expect if if they're charging forty dollars that you know they'd add training mode and arcade mode or online to more than just four of the games, you know you'd expect them to add legacy support, you know a, as a collection, you know as just oh a bunch of game here's a bunch of Street Fighter games that's fine, but when you start charging the same price as perhaps a full price game, uh, especially when you've done uh, re-releases like uh, Third Strike Online, like HD Remix, and not meeting that standard, it's just, it, it rubs a lot of people a, the wrong way, especially after the controversies we've had with Marvel Infinite and Street Fighter V. You know what, you know what kind of weirds me out here is you sent me a clip, which I unfortunately I was not able to download. It's a Twitch clip titled clips.twitch.tv slash slippery hard beef omg scoots yeah that's Who how the? they randomly do that <laughs> but no it just randomly puts words together that's how it works but like why did that randomly get put together it's, it's interesting it's, no it's like it's, it's just an algorithm the, yeah they they just uh anytime someone generates a clip the link is three or four uh twitch emote names got it all right that makes sense um Anything else anybody want to shit on this for? Uh, it is disappointing. Uh, I, I can't I believe people still buy these things. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, I don't want to. I, I just. I, I have a lot I of fun mean, memories shilling playing, for Capcom yeah, here, fingers. but I don't want to shit on this thing. I think like it's not perfect. No, but I, I think that. I mean, forty bucks. That's twenty bucks less than, than an average I, game, I, right? Elon has a retort. It's twenty dollars more than Connie Mari Damasi, and that was an amazing <laughs> game. <laughs> we had an extended it, conversation it, it, at Elon our dinner a, without effort. So oh, I have a, a quick bitch. retort. Yeah. Uh, did you Go check ahead, out Elon. any of the other stuff besides the game? Like they have this giant timeline of the entire history of Street Fighter. They have sprite viewers. that they could put online. There is. Cool. I think. I think the problem is what Steve said, training modes. which is that they called it arcade perfect. If they had said. 
hey, we're releasing all these games, there you go, it would have been one thing. And I think it is probably a good product for what most people are going to use it for, which is to mess around in old games. So in the end, it's just us getting mad at Capcom for saying some false advertising. Sure, but but like, does that mean we should like promote this as like a, a failure or like something that everyone should shit on? I, I don't think we should like no, say it's not that, a failure. You know, kind of thing. It's like not a failure, but I mean, I think there's an expectation when you're charging what's essentially premium game pricing or at least close to the value of a brand new full uh full game and there's a level of expectation there all right let's th- let's throw some real love meeting. let's throw some real love to street fighter 5 how about this uh who saw this coming other than the people that worked on it this uh kenny omega being in the uh <laughs> i was like oh no live trailer. action crap what are they doing but they pulled it off it wasn't bad and and for for what it's worth i don't i didn't realize that was kenny until i saw a tweet later on and actually um jabaley was i was talking to jabaley a little later and he's like uh kenny messaged him he's like hey what does everyone think of me in the trailer he's like dog they didn't know it was you but it's great i'm sure they will (laughs) Uh, but once we figure that out it was really cool like i actually ended up running a, a an own like a story right alongside the cody release trailer story saying like hey this is kenny omega uh and i think that once people did realize that, like that was a really nice touch. They brought in something new, um, you know. So we've gone from, or, well, I'm sorry, they brought in something new, and it was a good addition, um, and it was way cool. I don't know if they'll continue to do it, but I, I really hope they grab Bailey for the next one with uh, with a G hat on and just be goofy about it. But like, we're from like the Alex trailer that <laughs> that never came to this, and I think that's a really good look for Capcom, or at least for Street Fighter Five here. Um, I like it. There's a whole lot of nostalgia in this uh, trailer. First of all, um, the shot of Kenny Omega slash Cody the best costume in the TV. Game. Nah, we're going to talk about that here in a second. It's the worst costume in the game ever. It's ridiculous, and I'm upset by it. But uh, the Kenny Omega touching the TV screen is like straight still from uh, Haggard touching the yeah. TV screen from the game. I mean, I love it. And then uh, I think it was High Fight that put the GIF out uh, showing the the mirrored animations from the original Final Fight game and some of his moveset in this game. I think it's really cool. He doesn't look mm-hmm. as much to me like he plays as much to me like Cody from Street Fighter Four. No, I don't think that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely a lot different. It looks like he's, uh, I mean, I think they had interesting stuff, giving him like the Hagger pipe as the V-Trigger 2 and the Cody, the Cody knife as the V-Trigger 1. Mm-hmm. It's obvious that like he was kind of redesigned as a character. You know, he's a mayor now. He's not in jail. He doesn't wear the handcuffs. So it makes sense to me that his fighting style would change a bit. But a lot of the stuff's still there. He has the crack kick. He has some new fighting, like some new moves from Final Fight, including some Hagger moves. So mm-hmm. I-, I think did- he looks a lot cooler than a few of the last trailers we've gotten. And I think people are generally happy with it. Yeah, compare this to the Falk reveal, you know, like, and, and um, people only really had negative things to say about that uh, when it, when she first dropped, and, and it started the ball rolling very slowly for her, and we're only kind of seeing a, a you know, a, an uptick in, in with her as a character, because Justin Wong's been doing decently out of, with her at a few tournaments, but, like, the, it's really important that these characters get off to a good start, and these reveal trailers are, are really where it starts for most of them, and so uh, this is one of the characters that you really want to be sure to hit a home run with because it's worth a lot you know these legacy characters that people really love um cody you know sakura was eh, she looked good in the trailer and everything but when she came out eh, it wasn't the best right so um things are are good for cody so far and, uh, and again, this is... 
you're not a fan of what the Hagger costume? I think it's ridiculous. It's the coolest costume it, it in the game. Kinda, I love that costume. It looks kind of goofy. Throw it I, up I think along. it looks kind of goofy. Along. But all right, so but I can appreciate what they're doing. I but the love fact it. That it's also got the final fight one. It looks kind of goofy. Well, on okay, it's made but just for a do, big dude. Well, what it's like supposed it. to be. Yeah, it's sagging on him. It's but sick. But why is he wearing Hagger's why pants? Not? Why not? Why are any of the girls wearing clothes? Listen. Who cares? <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. It's stupid. You're being, you're being, this you're not being cool. even here at all. This is cool. That looks awful, this I think. This is cool. I think that the this suit the looks dumb. One. The suit fits like that shit. That If you're talking about male clothing, like a hundred different fun. guys would be like, wow, that really fits like shit, Cody. You should get a tailor. He looks badass. He looks like an idiot. No, he looks badass. He looks really cool in that uh, sweet-ass tux. He looks like Indiana Jones in uh, Temple of Doom. Oh, wait. It's Temple yeah. of Doom? I think it is. His yeah. hand. Look at how big his hand is compared to his head. It's bigger. Dude. He can fucking palm his own yeah. face. That's a street, that's a street, yeah, that's fighter, a street fighter thing. thing. The hands and the feet are always way big. Here's the uh, the one from... There's uh, a certain part of the uh, fan base that is appreciative of that. <laughs> yeah. And then of course we have the. Uh, I like one, I think, them all. I think they're all good. I think this one's cool because yes. obviously it reminds you of the uh, of the original, but the worst one by far. Give me a break. That's the best costume. I think it's the best costume ever put in the game. You have other options. So if like that's the main complaint, great. We'll take it. We'll take it because you know I mean it's, I'm, I'll, if I played Cody, I would definitely just go with the final fight one. You know, so there you go. Problem fixed. You know, I just don't get it. Maybe it's a story costume. Maybe you'll find out in the story he slept over at his house or something, or that was the only like battle outfit that was available in the oh closet. Oh my god! Left it in. Uh... Look, I'm happy that we didn't get like with Capcom's recent track record. It's been better as of late, but I I, I was ex- I wouldn't have been surprised if we got Cody and he didn't have rocks or he didn't have the knife and they just missed these really low hanging, easy to do things that would make people happy. So. I mean, again, if this is our biggest nitpick, I'm super down with that. Anyhow, I think he looks cool. Um, I'm going to give Capcom some free marketing advice. They should start marketing the new characters alongside a legacy character. Can you imagine if instead of releasing Falk in the trailer, they released, like, Falk and an old character? It would, like, really dampen the blow there at the same time, like, very well. But would you be okay with characters coming out, you know, four months apart then? Whatever. I, I honestly, I, there's obviously a lot I feel like they should do differently in this sense, but I'm surprised that they, like, everyone is going to be upset about the new character compared to the nostalgic character. This has been universal so far. So I'm surprised that they, they're still doing it this way. Look at this. Look at the pants. Dude, you got. Look, you got to get over it, Efren. Think, think of all the eye candy that, that male that male fighting game fans have been given over the past 25, 30 years. I just think it's stupid. I don't care that he's not wearing a shirt. That is a handsome looking young man. Yeah, the dude looks sharp, man, but it's just the dumbass costume. I just don't understand why he's wearing Hagger's outfit. Okay, but you could go through every single female costume in the game and give you a a good reason why it makes no sense they're wearing that. Okay. So conclusion, Efren's a sexist? Yes. (laughs) I'm I'm actually pretty much there. You know what? That's why you weren't invited to the annual dinner, Efren. Can't take you anywhere. All right. Well, <laughs> do you guys want to uh, do a block grab or what? Yes. Okay. Are you going to be pouty for the rest of the show? No. I mean, there's not much show left, but no, I'm not. <laughs> Shut up. Let's block or grab, not on these Cody costumes, because you know how I would vote, even though I never uh, participate. Let's block or grab on these quote-unquote work business outfits or something to that effect. Ridiculous. Professional costumes. There we go. Professional costumes. Karen. Wait, blocker wait, wait, grab. Wait, are we going to do our yeah, blocker grab? Yeah, I'm sorry. Grab? Blocker grab. Oh, 
so sexy. Sexism. <laughs> What's the matter with you guys? Come on. Look, I don't swing that way, but if I did, that's the direction I'd be swinging. I might swing it now. <laughs> with the pipe? Swing your pipe that way? Yeah. Uh... Stop being sexist, Stefan. <laughs> I don't even know what to say right now. Except, Steve, block or grab on this Karen costume. That just looks so basic. Like, I get... Like, she has a tennis racket, it have, appears. If they didn't have the tennis racket in back... But why are you carrying a tennis racket like yeah, that? It, just, it makes no sense. It's oh, just, okay. It's now the costume doesn't make sense. Got it. Oh. <laughs> but, it, I mean, if you're doing something special with it, that is obviously a tribute. This is just... Yeah, block. Blocking on the tennis outfit, John. Uh, I would normally grab this one, um, but th it's just way too baggy. I don't like it. And it looks dumb. <laughs> oh my so God. I'm going to go ahead and block. She needs to be hotter. I'm just <laughs> kidding. That was Efren's response. Um, <laughs> I, I think that uh, I don't... <laughs> I guess it's because Karen's rich, right? And so, like, tennis is like a rich kid sport. Maybe that's what they were going for here. But I don't know why we needed this one. And I can't really see who's going to go. They already did that, right, with the uh, with the, the horse race, like the jockey costume. I don't feel like Karen needed this. It just kind of came out of left field. And I think there's a lot better of, of directions to go with. So, like, the costume in and of itself, fine, whatever. But it doesn't bring anything new to the table. And I hadn't seen the, yeah, I like, thanks for the blow up bigger picture there but yeah the tennis racket on her back is silly um so so yeah it's like i don't i don't hate it but i don't we don't need it so i'm gonna go ahead and block so i'm already a person who's like you know what unless it's like most of the time i play fighting games it's on someone else's setup anyway so i don't care about buying costumes of all the costumes they've ever made this one could be the least worth four dollars ever like it's literally just the laziest outfit they've created they added a tennis racket yeah, and it, they basically just, like, dragged it on in paint. That's not even, like, Photoshop level. That's literally MS Paint tennis racket. <laughs> just strapped to her back. I don't know. It's lazy. I don't like it. It reminds yeah, me of, block. like, on Tekken. When Do you, you block or grab effort on this on this block custom. on that one. Yeah, it's lazy. Easy. Easy block. All right. Uh, moving on. Steve, block or grab on Kabuki. Uh, what the hell's his name? Zeku. I think that's Zeku, right? Yeah, it's kind of a Honda looking like, right? With it, his face paint. It looks very cool at first glance, but here's what I here's my problem here. Uh, you see that thigh there. Right right there. <laughs> you see it, yes. It doesn't look like there's any underwear nearby. So Yeah, thinks, yeah, there is. Look, you can see a little bit of a unless that's like a red pouch of sorts. <laughs> yeah, this is the second time during the show. Oh my god. This is the second time during the show. That we've zoomed in on a male character's crotch. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if you guys have heard the Oro theory from Third Strike, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> what's the Oro theory? Oh, uh, well, Oro's crouch medium kick and what's oh, going you see on his there. Jerks? Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> so, yeah. Steve, you can grab so, that? Um, so, basically, all that's uh, oh protecting us from Zeku's uh, magic is <laughs> that belt staying completely downward pointing. And. I don't think it's going to be completely down pointing for the entire fight, so I'm going to block. I think there's, considering, there's no way we can't all grab this. We're kind of forced to grab it because it'll be right there in our faces. Yeah. <laughs> also, did they show, I haven't, I haven't, obviously I've been off and traveling and such, so I haven't really caught up on all the, the news and whatnot, but have they shown 
the transformation into young Zeku with this costume? Because he um, usually has a completely different costume. No, I was actually a little on. disappointed because I went to Capcom Unity to see if they had more pictures of it. This is only on Twitter and presumably on Facebook, and it's just these three images that I'm showing you here. Yeah. So <laughs> that makes it way that's worse. Really inappropriate. Yeah, <laughs> that makes it way worse, that dude. Oh, God. That's going to get somebody arrested. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, so, okay, but, but like, I don't know if that's a legitimate is that a legitimate complaint, Steve? Does that really undo it for you? Um, God damn it, Lon. Does anything I say is anything yes. legitimate? Yes, it is. That's uh, questionable. <laughs> I cheer for you, so that should tell you that uh, it might not be legitimate. Redo Y asked, does that imply that there are more baby Johns in the sack? Zeku is John's dad? Do I get to blog grab on this? No, yes, moving on. <laughs> yeah, what you got? I, I think it looks like it's not it's not the costume I would pick, but at least it's like well modeled and it, it looks, looks cool. decent. I think it looks kind of cool. Like <laughs> I'll grab. Okay, <laughs> that might be the best one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm grabbing on that one too. All right, moving on to uh, the final costume here. Steve, what you got, buddy? This gonna, is he's a matador professionally apparently. So this is the best costume of the group by far. It's not even close. This is like, this is like not the Houston Rockets versus the Golden State Warriors. This is the Golden State Warriors versus the Houston Middle School Rockets. <laughs> it is that free. Grab all day, every day. John, block a grab on this, buddy. Um, can you show it bigger again? Because I actually haven't looked at these in in super depth. Um, yeah, I, so like Vega being that, that's been part of his kind of theme all along, right? As, as a matador and Spanish culture and all that. So it, it makes total sense to do this. So like unlike Karen, who like I guess it made sense to. This is a lot more spot on, right? And we can see where the motivation is here. Um, and it, it very much goes like that sleek black look. It's like I'm fighting, I'm deadly kind of a thing. So. Um, what he has a mask too? Is that what that is? Just like a little like a smaller one? Yeah. So and the claw with the uh, the it looks like a little toro on it or something. Yeah, like on the top, uh, like a like the bull horns on it. Like yeah, that's, that's a really awesome. nice touch too. So um, yeah, I, I do think this is a pretty legit uh, costume. I wish they would spend more time making Vega viable than than <laughs> making you know costumes for him. But uh, the small nitpick there, I, I do think that this is a good one. So I'm gonna grab. Okay. I wasn't aware this character was still in the game. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually shocked. Like, I can't believe they even bothered making a costume for this character. Who's going to buy it? Like, why would you make a character Not even costume Lizard. for a character no one's going to buy it? <laughs> now that uh, John... This character's Lizard. so fucking garbage. Stop wasting your time making costumes for him and give him a move that works. Um, but I do think it looks cool. I would probably wear the entire outfit. Um, look at, can, in we real get life? This, can we stop zooming in on there? And look, can we zoom in on the shoes? Yeah. Can we zoom in on the shoes? Yeah. You want? You if want, a Vega you want makes top eight at a premiere event, then Donka has to look at those. Those are sick. <laughs> I would wear those. After some investments, you could probably afford your own pair, buddy. I don't know. He does look tight. Hey but guys, they, uh, they really need to fix this fucking character. It, like, if you think. If you're playing Vega and you're one of those people who's like, I, it's not me, um, you know, like, I can just get better and make him work like Bonchan did with Nash. You're wrong. You can't win with that character. Stop. Hey, guys, uh, that brings Stop us picking him. to the end of Block Grab and to the end of the show. It's been an hour and a half, boys. Well, I've had fun. I've had fun as well. Um, Blocker Grab went well. 
All right, guys. So uh, that is the end of the show. Uh, we've been joined by none other than Ace King Offsuit. That's Steve Jerk right there in the blue azure. We have, is that what it's called? Endless Azure? Infinite Azure. Yeah, that's what it is. John, Velociraptor Guerrero. He writes for VetHubs.com. He as well was at... Uh, that was a very different Vega chat, by the way. <laughs> uh, and Mike, Das Danke, Schiller. These assholes had a lovely Italian Mediterranean meal without Elon or I. That's what made it lovely. <laughs> Mike, please close out the show, Mike. You're watching, Thank you for watching. Uh, Best of Four. <laughs> we got rid of one. <laughs> Love you, Miss Bot. Good night, everybody.